baby gorgeous welcome to bravo and please where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the bravo tv world this is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related so grab your can of goodies and let's get lit What is good, everyone? Thank you for joining us on Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. Scandal has blown my mind. It's given me nightmares. And really, it has me questioning everything about life. And one of the things that I've been questioning is this word narcissist and narcissism. We've seen Lala Kent try to school us all on life as Lala Kent does. By calling Tom Sandoval a narcissist in the reunion of Vanderpump Rules season 10, to which he responds with, you're a narcissist. <laughs> like, solid burn, bro. But even before the reunion, I've been seeing people <laughs> in the comments on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube labeling Tom Sandoval as a narcissist. And if you've been following along on social media, you may have heard me jokingly say that narcissism is part of my brand, like in a healthy way, if that even exists. But really, I don't know the definition. And I've been using this word playfully. But now, after Scandoval happening, like, we need to know, like, to hear Tom Sandoval being called a narcissist, narcissist honestly felt insulting to me personally. <laughs> I'm just kidding, because I'm a narcissist. But is he a narcissist? Am I a narcissist? That's you know, these questions are what brought me to bring on an expert. Today, we have Dr. Z as our special guest. Dr. Z is a national expert in narcissistic abuse and a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in the treatment of adults with anxiety and mood disorders. She is a highly sought after relationship coach for both men and women nationwide who are experiencing or have experienced narcissistic abuse in relationships of all types. She also is the owner of the Z Group, a therapy practice specializing in the treatment of adults with mood disorders, anxiety, relationship difficulties, and the impact of life's everyday stress. Basically, Dr. Z can help all of us, every single person <laughs> in the world. But we are so honored to have you on. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, Dr. Z. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like, yeah, I can help everyone, but then I'll take any of my own advice. <laughs> Is that normal? Because like, I kind of do the same too. I'm like, oh, you should just do this. Yeah. I mean, I always equate it to like, you know, dentists get cavities, right? Like (laughs) they don't always listen to the- Do they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? Why why not? (laughs) I guess I didn't even think of that. So do they fix their own cavity or do they have to go see a different dentist? They'd have to go see a different dentist. Wow. Like I I wouldn't be able to like be my own therapist. I'd have to go to someone else. That must be, that's so like meta, I feel like, where you're like the therapist getting therapy, but then they also have therapy. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. We all it goes on. Just, not, it's, it's infinity. It just goes on forever. <laughs> we're just trying to heal. We're all trying to heal from all trauma. Heal. And I keep saying like, I'm obsessed with Scandival, but is it, are we obsessed or are we traumatized? <laughs> so it's interesting that you said that. I just, I just, I just, um, spoke to a journalist about this because they were writing an article and that's like what is our obsession with this stuff right not just with this but just in general um just you know kind of pop culture dating and affairs and you know and I think that 
I don't necessarily think we're traumatized. I, I mean, I think I think that we are so intrigued by it because it, one, let's be honest, it takes us away from our own crap that we don't want to focus on because it's way Absolutely. easier to focus on that than it is to focus on you and your yeah. stuff in your world, right? So there's that. It's a nice escape. Um, and it gives us this, there's this kind of odd thing that happens where it gives us this, this ability to watch this stuff play out with real people, but watch it from a safe place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's this, there's this kind of space between it. So we can watch all this stuff unfold, but yet it's not us. Yes. I say that watching reality TV is kind yes. of like exercising my social skills without yes. leaving my house. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So it's safe. We can watch these things and watch play and get, you know, and, and try to figure out like if we relate to that, then how do they handle it? It's kind of like, let them be, you know, let them be the guinea pigs and then we'll figure out yes. what we need to do for our own lives. Yeah, pretty much. And that's why mm -hmm. I jokingly say that narcissism is part of my brand because I, you know, people throw this word around and from what I think pop culture, like the mass media, what, how they use it, they say it in a way that's like very like almost like a blanket statement. Like, oh, you're very like narcissistic because you're into yourself and you have a big ego mm -hmm. and you love yourself or whatever. So I jokingly say it, but I should probably correct that because I need to know from the expert, what is the most basic and remedial explanation of sure. what narcissism truly is. And maybe sure. you can also tell us what narcissism isn't as well. Yeah, yeah. So think of narcissism um, on a continuum, right? So every single one of us has narcissistic traits and tendencies. All of us do. Um, you on your podcast, when you're speaking and you're interviewing, your narcissistic tendencies are maybe like spiking a little bit more. Or when I'm talking about narcissism, my narcissistic, right? Because it's something I'm familiar with or comfortable with. And so there are certain situations, um, you know, if we're heading up a meeting or we are just doing something that we're confident in, that's when our narcissistic tendencies start to kind of peak, right? But when we're no longer in those situations, we know when to reel it back in. And I'm not going to act this way if I go to my neurologist and talk like this as if I understand everything he's telling me because that's not my specialty. I'm going to take a back seat. I'm going to reel it in. I'm going to listen to what they're saying and absorb it. So we all have narcissistic traits. The difference, however, is that we don't use those traits in any type of malicious or undermining or controlling type of way, right? So with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder, the difference is that there is a total lack of empathy. So you can be cocky and you can be full of yourself and you can be extremely confident, but not be totally void of or void of empathy right so they're very different um you know i think the the basic definition we get all the time is yes someone who is full of themselves they're so charming all they care about is themselves and yes but it's so much more than that and it's so much more multi-layered so 
somebody who's a narcissist, let's say on that continuum, they're all the way at this extreme, right? So they don't just have tendencies that peak when necessary. They are this way in every single domain aspect of their entire world. Now they'll look differently to some people than others, but they're acting that role, right? So they're constantly in that narcissistic, like that is them, that is their personality style. It never fluctuates. It's them, whether they're at work, home, at the gas station. Um, there is a total lack of empathy. And if they appear to have empathy, a true narcissist, they're, they're pretending to have empathy because it's going to get them something that they need. Mm -hmm. um, they use it as a manipulative strategy. So mm -hmm. lack of empathy, mm -hmm. um, zero accountability for their actions. Mm -hmm. If they hurt people in the process of getting what they want or what they need, let's, it's usually something in the form of power and control, whatever that looks mm -hmm. like for them. But if they happen to harm people in that process, well, that's not their fault. They're, it's the other person's fault. Like, okay, you're just kind of like a casualty in, in a sense. There's no accountability. So, you know, in relationships, for example, um, if somebody, if the narcissist cheats, right? And usually they're serial cheaters. Um, yes, I'm making a blanket statement. I don't care. <laughs> they're usually serial cheaters. And if they're not cheating at that time, there's people in the wings, always. It gives them that supply. So they would say, well, I cheated because our sex life wasn't good. Meaning it's your fault. I cheated because we weren't getting along. I cheated because I didn't feel like you paid attention to me anymore. So it's their fault that they cheated. Right. Um, yeah. I have a question. So is and I think sociopath, that word is also yeah. thrown around a lot because mm -hmm. I've heard people label Tom Sandoval as a narcissist and a sociopath. And then also people say psychopath, obviously. Yeah. So from your expert opinion or your definition, can you tell us a difference? Can, it, is yeah. narcissism and being a sociopath, are they similar? Is there like overlap of things? Mm -hmm. Like how do you distinguish between the two? Yeah, great question. So they are, so antisocial personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder are what we call cluster B personality disorders. So they're kind of in the same category. So there are features that overlap between the two of them. Absolutely. And people can have both. Absolutely. But there are differences. So somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder is Again, these are going to overlap, but very calculating, manipulative, um, you know, again, lack of empathy, lack of remorse, lack of accountability, very charming when they need to be. Um, their main, this is kind of the, the, the real difference, their narcissist intentions are to manipulate and control. If they happen to harm you in the process, that's not their problem. Whereas with somebody, so antisocial personality disorder is what we think of when we hear like sociopath, right? Mm -hmm. With, with antisocial personality disorder, their intention, yeah, there's control and manipulation, but their primary intention is they get pleasure out of harming other people. 
So it's, 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 they get joy out of that. Whereas with a narcissist, they feel in control and more powerful, the more they can manipulate everyone to kind of feed into them and let them know how wonderful they are. Gotcha. So some people have been saying that I've read in comments and things that there's a spectrum of this. Is that where kind of going back to what you said, like sometimes we have tendencies or traits Mm -hmm. and then other times, like on the other end of the spectrum would be somebody who's just in this cyclical pattern or something. So yeah, this is the question that when I see these comments, like it makes my blood boil. Um, and like, well, everybody has narcissistic traits. Absolutely. But that's not what we're saying. Narcissistic mm-hmm. personality disorder is not just somebody who has narcissistic traits. We all do. No one's debating that. But the personality disorder is all encompassing. It is totally different than traits. It is, it is the way in which they see their world at all times. There is no non-narcissistic aspect to them it is who they are um there's no features that come and go it's not like you know one day you have extreme narcissistic features and then the next day they're totally gone it doesn't it doesn't work like that it's 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 actually a style of relating to the world the people in the world and your perception of yourself so then would I don't know if this is a good word to use, but my question that I wrote down is, is narcissism bad? Like people like to equate narcissism as, or narcissists as like having a negative connotation to it. It sounds like because they actually are maliciously mm-hmm. trying to manipulate things that that could be considered mm-hmm. quote unquote bad. So somebody with, let me put it this way. So, so people that are emotionally abusive, verbally abusive, financially abusive, sexually abusive, physically abusive, aren't necessarily narcissists, mm-hmm. right? Don't always have narcissistic personality disorder. Right. But those who have narcissistic personality disorder are 99.9% of the time emotional, physical, you know, abusive, sexually abusive, financially abusive. Um, majority of narcissists are abusive, but not all people that are abusive are are narcissists, right? Um, Are they, okay, so, so I, I went on a whole rant about this because I'll, you know, I talk about narcissists, narcissists a lot and I get a lot of pushback, you know, well, they're wounded too. And they're totally get that. Right. But all of us, to some extent have traumas and wounds and some greater than others and some small, but we responded to it very poorly, let's say, right. Or unhealthy, whatever. So yeah, they're wounded. That's, I get that. However, and I say this all the time, when I have somebody in my office telling me that their spouse has raped them repeatedly for 10 years of their marriage has drained their bank account. They don't even know their passwords has been threatened. I will kill you and the kids if you leave, or I will take the children if you leave or is so charming to everybody else outside, but as a monster behind closed doors, I'm not going to sit there and say to my patient, well, you know, they really are a wounded person. Yeah. Right. So are they bad people? I don't think it's for me to say, I think that's like a personal opinion, but But do they have extreme, yes, extremely toxic 
bad, dangerous, manipulative behaviors that will not, that will not change? Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. Do they know they're doing it? Yes, they do. So is there a way to like cure narcissism? No. Never? No. There's no way to reason with them or no. like use logic or facts nope. or anything? They will twist it around and make you feel like you are going crazy. That didn't happen. You don't know what you're talking about. I never said that. And they'll be so convincing. I never texted you that. I never yes. said that on the phone. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Oh That's gosh. not what happens. And if you're in an abusive relationship where you've been, your self-esteem has been through, you know, just trampled on and you have the, the abuser saying to you, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. That didn't happen. You're so confused as it is that you can see how that gaslighting can actually start to warp your perception of things uh -huh. and wow. start to believe that you're not capable of understanding what's going on around you. It feels like Tom Sandoval has been doing that to all of us, not just Ariana. I would agree. Literally, right? I mean, he consciously knows that he's on camera and that all these people are watching and yet he still has the audacity to do the things that he's doing where he literally, I just found a clip that I posted like last night or this morning. They where will said, deny it, even if it's in their footage. face. And that's <laughs> correct. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. The, the difference between lying and gaslighting. Okay. So lying, I'm not saying either, or, you know, I'm not saying lying is, lying is right, but the difference would be if you said to me, you know, um, Jamie, I, I can't go to dinner. Um, I've, I have such a headache. I, I'm sorry, we'll reschedule. But then my friend calls me and says, you know what? She was at dinner. I saw her at a different <laughs> restaurant. She went out without you. And I, they take a picture. And I send it to you and I say, you went out to dinner without me. And you go, oh, I'm caught. I'm sorry, right? Or you say, I just don't like you. I don't want to be friends with you. But whatever it is, the information that you were given that that, that counters that lie that's the end of it someone who's a gaslighter will flat out say that's not me that picture was photoshopped your friend's doing oh. this on purpose you're crazy you know you and then they'll switch it and they'll say well why is your friends taking picture why is your friend trying to split us up and then before you know it you're defending your friends and the fact that the pictures in front of you is no longer even on the table anymore. Yeah. Wow. That's and you feel like you're going crazy because how could someone actually deny footage when it's right in front of you? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on Tom Sandoval? Because I have like three things that have- really I will never wear white nail me. polish again. Well, that was one of them. I was going to ask you- ruined it, right? <laughs> totally ruined it. Ruined. But he like- recently i mean he's been wearing these white nails for all season all of season 10 and even use it as an excuse to get out of doing work for schwartz and sandys and schwartz had the balls for once to call him out on it and he's like what i'm gonna walk around with a chipped manicure or whatever mm -hmm. and he's stuck with it so hard yes. through the reunion even yep. afterwards he posted just a video of his nails when mm -hmm. he was on his retreat or whatever. But like, I bet you if people stopped talking, if we stopped talking about his nails and everybody stopped talking about his nails, guarantee you they wouldn't be white anymore. 
So this is my thing after that. He's like showing it off. No, people are saying this all over like, oh, you ruined it. You ruined it. Mm -hmm. Then Glamour actually post or like they publish an article and he like yes. goes off. What is that all about? Like, how come mm -hmm. he didn't go off before? And he mm -hmm. like went after this writer. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because you have to remember, so narcissists love getting supply, meaning being able to con have control over somebody else's emotional responses. They love it. Whether it's they are the ones that made you happy. They're the ones that made you angry. They're the ones that made you, um, you know, need them, whatever the case may be. And any type of attention that involves a narcissist is supply for them. They live for that. They're, that's their like life source. So it totally makes sense that all of a sudden, like he would just lose it. Right. Because think about it. It was such a huge platform for him to be mm. noticed on. Gotcha. Cause it brought in even more attention Correct. than if he were to like, if I respond said, oh, to someone's Twitter threat, I mean, yeah, yeah. Correct. Okay. I get it. So it's yep. like, he's getting Very some kind of rush one. from this. Yes. Yeah. And he's making, yeah. he's making a big thing about it. And it's all, did you see what he said? And did you see what she said and what she wrote? I mean, it's yeah. Now I get guarantee you, he got tons of people to read it. Oh yeah. So now everybody's reading about him too. Whereas before they may not have. Okay, so this is another question I have. Do you think narcissism is like inherent or something that you develop over time? Mm -hmm. So there's just, research that goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say one thing. I feel like Tom Sandoval being on this show, Vanderpump Rules, for 10 seasons, where mm -hmm. it's just like round the clock, like it's a pattern that he's gone through. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously trying to live one way on camera and another way off camera. Do you think that that contributed to his narcissistic tendencies or whatever we're seeing right now? Love that question. So here's what I'll say to that. So how many, how many people are there? How many people to eight set, right? How many people have been filmed for 10 years? Teresa Judice. I mean, I don't know. There's like a few, right? Yeah, no, I get, yeah. It's so like let's think a about this for a second. Population right. of people. So if you think about it and you think about all the reality TV shows out there, all of them, right? Like not even Bravo, just in general, right? There's plenty of people that have been filmed for significantly long periods of time. Mm -hmm. They don't all turn into narcissists because of that. Right. right. So does it contribute to it? I think what it does is it gives the narcissist a playground. Mm -hmm. I don't, don't, I don't believe that that turns somebody into a narcissist because here's why narcissist personality disorder. There's some research that it's, it's, you know, there's brain abnormalities or it's hereditary. And I, I do believe part of that to be true. What I will say is that it really has to do with the patterns that were in your upbringing, in your dynamics, were you viewed as the golden child? There were no consequences for your actions. You could do no wrong. You had enablers. Oh, enablers. Uh-huh. You had enablers all around you. If you made a bad decision, they would bail you out of it. They would help you. They Make would give you, you money. Hands. Make <laughs> you That killed me. That killed me. 
He said it. I didn't say it. Killed me. So, right. So you have, you know, there's that, or you have a parent that's so overbearing and so overly critical. They make you feel like shit your entire life. And you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to let anyone make me feel like this anymore. I'm going to make the, I'm, I walls up. I'm not going to ever let anyone touch me again in that emotional way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make myself better than everybody. And any evidence that I see that, that goes against that, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to do whatever I need to do so that I don't get that message sent to me. Wow. So I think that he probably was always this way. I mean, think about it. He agreed to, 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 you know, like think about the steps that have to take place in order to be filmed for 10 years. I mean, you, there's a lot of hoops and things you have to agree to. Right. Yeah. Um, You're putting your life out there. I mean, that is a playground for narcissists. So is social media. You know, you said playground and I've been saying for a while now that I think Coachella is Tom Sandoval's predatory playground. It like IRL in real life, because think about the filming. Okay. They always start the season off with Shayna's birthday since like season one. And Mm -hmm. now Shayna's birthday was in April. That was like two months ago or three months ago or whatever. And they're still not filming. But in that 10 years, they were going through this cycle on an annual basis where Coachella was never filmed. It was off camera. And Tom Sandoval, we know, tries to present himself as something else, something in front of the camera. And then behind the camera, we're learning that he's not what we thought he was. And I say that Coachella specifically, I have a list of reasons. One, there's footage of him and Kristen at Coachella when they were dating. And then he even said like, he gave Jesse Metcalf, you know, John Tucker must mm-hmm. die, gave him a ride home that he probably doesn't remember. That feels a kind like, it sounds good Samaritan, but it also feels kind of predatory. It's, it's icky. Right? It's and then, icky. And then that's not even it. Then Ariana, there's footage of her saying like, you know, at Coachella, we had a really magical moment. He said, you want to get on my shoulders? And I was like, okay. And that's what kicked <laughs> off their whole thing. Uh-huh. Then we have new footage of Raquel allegedly saying that Tom Sandoval basically made a pass at her in the hot tub at Coachella. But not only that, Brad, I don't know if you know Brad, he's not a main main cast member, but he's in Ariana's inner circle. Mm-hmm. He was just on the Vile Files guess where he met Tom Sandoval? Coachella. Then one last thing, when Scandoval broke, him and Raquel, one of the first things they said in like a blind item from one of the inside sources was like, this is kind of nuts right now. Their biggest concern was being ostracized at Coachella and not being able to attend. Mm -hmm. That is... I'm yes. disturbed by that. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts on that from like your expert, you know, you, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I think that he exactly, like you said, he views it as this playground where he is going to get recognized and noticed and, you know, um, just fawned over like all of these things and I think he thinks that you know that gives him power and so because he has that power he is going to be able to appear a certain way and you know it's that fuel again it's just that 
it's easy access to supply for him. Just like reality TV is. I mean, it's easy access to supply. I, you know, I, I always said for narcissists that appear on TV and in the public eye and things like that, if, if the media stopped talking about that person for a week. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Right. Nuts. Like, nuts. Would that be his rock bottom? Maybe it would, it would be pushing them there because narcissists start to unravel and lose it when they no longer get supply. Right. Uh-huh. And they start to fall apart and they go either into this like narcissistic rage or they become extremely depressed, but it's because there's no way to get that fuel, get that supply that is their It's their air basically. Wow. So one other thing I want to get your opinion on, what do you think about Tom Sandoval dressing up as his mistress Raquel on Halloween while they're hanging out with Ariana and six days before Halloween, he's on Ariana's podcast. They're talking about their Halloween costume and he there's, they're like, Oh, we're coming up with ideas, maybe doing a couple's costume. And he goes, she asks, you know, like as, as an expert Halloween costume connoisseur, what are your tips or whatever? His number one tip for having the best Halloween costume was having something authentic is that not like the twisted most twisted like so this is why ever so this is why I say when people are like well you know they 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 don't know what they're doing they 100% know what they're doing every word has a motive everything they do has a purpose and it's usually a manipulative one but there's always an underlying motive. Always. Always. It's a power thing. It's a control thing. It's it's a it's a way to be, you know, the 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 focal point of everybody's night, right? So here's here's the other thing to keep in mind. This plays into the Coachella thing too. Narcissists are notorious for ruining other people's special days and holidays birthdays, anniversaries, big events, right? So Coachella, for example, you have people that are enjoying himself. They've been looking forward to this. And like he does something screwy or messed up or takes that moment or that experience for them and tarnishes it somehow, mm-hmm. right? So like even something as you know, silly as Halloween, it's like a thing for them, but so like it's tarnished. Wow. Wow. I am dying to, they better talk about it in part three. If they don't, I don't know. I might lose it like for sure, because this has been on my mind for like almost three months now. And you probably, Um, when you go back and you look at things and you pick it apart, you're just, you know, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, right. Yeah. This is like the best sociological study (laughs) or psych psychological study we could ever have. Like it's on camera and and there's even footage off camera too. Like from the show there's and here's the thing too if you think about it if you were to like and I have people do this when they're like a family member's a narcissist if you were to draw all the players in this and you drew arrows connecting each player to each person and like the 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 like the the dynamics between them you're gonna end up with so many arrows pointing to him 
because they literally suck the energy and the life out of everything. And it goes towards them. That's that fuel, that's that supply. Um, and if you think about it, everything that's being discussed is him. Yeah. Right. Even if it's bad, he's like, even if it's bad, it doesn't it. matter. Yeah, exactly. So is there a way I saw someone on TikTok was like, I'm a self-diagnosed narcissist. And I wanted to know, is that a thing? Can you self-diagnose yourself? Because I, going back to my lighthearted joke about, you know, narcissism yeah. is part of my brand. Because And it's not, I should use a different word or explain it in a different way. But like, when I'm watching reality TV, I like to relate it back to my life so I can like take lessons and be like, this is what That's I don't want to do. That's just being human. That's okay. being human. And here's the thing, a narcissist would never, ever deliberately study somebody else's behavior so that they could figure out how to make their world better. They would study other people's behavior as another way or another tool to use to manipulate somebody else. That's the difference. Hmm. That's the difference. So um, what was your your original question? I just like lost my train of thought. Can you self-diagnose? Oh, Um, so here's the thing with narcissistic personality disorder. So narcissists... Nar- I just go out? narcissists do not go to therapy they don't go to therapy it's not their fault it's not their problem even if they do go to therapy it's usually court mandated um for like anger management or co-parenting situations or they're in the middle of a custody evaluation like all of that stuff that's the only time they would go to therapy um or they think they're going to get fired or they think they're about to get arrested or something bad's going to happen so they go to therapy to make it look like you know, they're trying, they're trying. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or they go to, I say, you never go to couples therapy with a narcissist ever. I never recommend that because they'll manipulate the session. You're never going to tell your true feelings because you have to drive home with them and they're going to rage and they're going to, you know, so, um, they don't go to therapy. So when you have a narcissist that is (laughs) self-diagnosed, narcissists know, like I said, they know what they're doing. But they will not think that they are narcissists because that's they're better than that label. I mean, that's like they can't be labeled and put in a box, right? Like they're yeah. not, they, they can't be diagnosed. So when you have these self kind of diagnosed narcissists, what I think is happening is that one of two things either they have extreme narcissistic behaviors, but they have awareness of it, in which case it wouldn't necessarily be narcissistic personality disorder. It's more of they're probably modeling behaviors that they grew up with because that's what they know. But when brought to their attention and their awareness and you tell them that they're harming people and they're harming themselves in their own lives, they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to be like this. Mm-hmm. And so they fix it. They work on it that's different. That's patterns that appear narcissistic, but the function, they're not deliberately trying to manipulate or control. I do think that there are narcissists that, that are self-diagnosed, but they use that to still gain that fuel by talking about what narcissists do how narcissists respond. And listen, do, do, do I think that that could help them in relationships? I do. Do I think they use it to their advantage? I do. But if they can use non-manipulative toxic behaviors, but still get what they want, then so be it. Wow. So how does one, because 
I think, you know, this whole concept of what a narcissist even truly is, yeah. is kind of new to a lot of people. Yeah. So some people may already be in a relationship with a narcissist, yeah. whether in their home or at work or in their family, like something. Mm -hmm. How do people identify if they are in a relationship with a narcissist and how how would you suggest they proceed to be to maintain their safety whether mm -hmm. it's physical or emotional mental whatever yeah financial so oftentimes people in narcissistic abusive relationships the person being abused doesn't realize they're being abused because it's always been that way and they have been molded in a way you know, to accept and go along with this, right? So usually narcissists in the beginning, it's this, it's this misconception, they go for weak people. They don't, they actually go for people who are very successful financially, in their career, very successful, very attractive, have a lot to offer because they want it. They, they want that limelight. They want that attention. And then they want to take it from you because you're up here and they love to break you down and watch you fall. So then what happened? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask yeah. you real quick. Do you watch OC, Real Housewives of OC? You know, Vicki Gunvalson? I don't. I, do, I know the name. Yeah, but I know I don't watch oh it. Oh my gosh. Yes. This sounds like her Brooks cancer scam thing, but okay. I'm yeah. sorry for uh, interrupting. So uh, yeah, yes. That's what he did. He saw Vicky oh, that's what I was strong. Saying. Yeah. Yes. And, and they want to like, knock you down. Yes. Yes. That, and because if did. they go for somebody weak, then like there's nothing to break down. They don't get supply from that, which is why by the time the person is in the relationship or even trying to get out of it, that's where this myth comes in that they go for weak people because they have taken this strong person and literally systematically over time, very purposely broke them down. So by the time they get to the end of the relationship, they are not who they were. I have patients that will say, I don't even know what my favorite color is. I don't know what my music, my favorite music is. I don't even, they don't know wow. what their interests are because they've been stripped of it and told what to like. They've been wow. fed this narrative. So, you know, I, I think that when people realize that they're in this type of relationship, right? So usually by hearing other survivors' stories or things like we're doing, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh my God, this is my life. Then they start yeah. to research it. And it's not just, you know, my spouse is an ass or, you know, my parent is controlling. It's so much more. And when you hear the nuances, like I talk a lot about the nuances of narcissism, mm -hmm. little things like things they'll do in a car with you and why the car is not a safe place with a narcissist or, you know, why, what financial abuse looks like and how it starts and what they may say to you. And what love bombing, and I do the nuances because that's really what people, when people are like, oh my God, wait, I'm not crazy. Like that, that happens. Yes. Oh my God. This is exactly what I'm going through. Once they realize it, there's this light bulb moment that they have where they're like, oh my God, this is a narcissist. And once you see it and once you see the blueprint, doesn't matter, doesn't matter who the narcissist is, the behaviors are so it's so amazing to me how identical they are. It's so textbook down to the nuances. Once you see it, they can't unsee it. Ooh. So now they're seeing it all over and then they can start to set boundaries and then things start to get really kind of messy. And, and so what I recommend yeah. to people is if you can get out and you can get out safely, understand you may try to leave seven, I average is seven times, leave, come back, leave, wow. come back. It's not a failure. 
it gives you the courage to eventually leave for good. If you can, slowly start to set money aside privately. If you can, even if it's $5 a week, just something. Mm-hmm. Um, speak to an attorney if you are married or you have shared assets. Speak to an attorney to know what your options are, especially if you have children. Mm-hmm. If you're being abused and you leave the house, but it's co- covert abuse, so it's very hidden and very manipulative, and it may not be physical, so you may not have bruises. Mm-hmm stuff that the courts can't see. So you want to make sure that you know if that looks like, you know, well, she abandoned her children or he abandoned his children, not they had to leave because they were being abused, right? So you really want to be careful with that. And you probably at this point have been isolated from friends and family. Reach out to the person that you feel you can be most vulnerable with and understand that these people are probably extremely concerned about you and will be thrilled that you are contacting them. Um, be prepared for the narcissist to absolutely demolish your character, Ugh. blast it all over social media, show themselves with their new girlfriend, new boyfriend immediately, because look, they're with somebody else and, and they're being, they're on vacation. Like, look how good of a person this is. It must be the other person's fault. Ugh, that's yeah. <laughs> so there's certain things that you can do, um, but it takes a really long time. It's, it's, it's the only type of breakup that needs an action plan. It's not a typical breakup, as you can see. It's all this crap. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. I wanted to talk about Schwartz. Like, he's been abused, I think. I, he's, so what you call fly, he's what you call a flying monkey in the, nor- that's in the world. Like a, that's an actual term that's used. And, I, yeah, I mean, it's People not kept clinical, saying but... that, and I didn't know. Oh, really? What they were ta- yeah, yeah, flying monkey. It's enable- an enabler. His mom, an enabler. Yeah. Enablers. Roar cans. She didn't even Make you reach roar out to Ariana at all. Like, no. What? Yeah, no. I mean, she's going to defend her child. No matter wow. what. There's no consequences to the actions. None. So is there ever a rock bottom for a narcissist? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes. Um, but that doesn't mean they're going to change. Oh, so maybe Tom Sandoval has hit his rock bottom already and he's like just going with it <laughs> no Mm-mm. i don't think he no. i don't know no i don't i can't imagine what is his rock bottom <laughs> if he if he gets kicked some, off the show and no one talks to him anymore yes exactly when wow. people cut him out and he's no longer relevant in his eyes when he's wow. no longer important when he's old news I then you'll see re-brand, rebrand Tom Tom just once upon a Tom. <laughs> that did was not my. Up, did you just no. come up? With <laughs> Katie came up with it on the show. She goes, "I really love Once Upon a Tom instead I'm, of Schwartz and amazing. Sandys." That's amazing. Yeah. and they went with Schwartz and Sandys that's because Tom brilliant. Sandoval was so upset. He brilliant. Like, Your name sucks, Katie. <laughs> he has the worst. <laughs> wow. Comebacks. Right. He's, Wow. Oh, oh my God. Uh, they grasp anything, anything they can say so that you then take the conversation and then start defending yourself instead of dealing with the conversation that's going on in front of you. They say something so 
unbelievably inappropriate so that you are then talking about that rather than yeah. what's going on you know which Isn't you there see a term for that is it called crazy make or something so it's deflection it's gaslighting it's it, which is crazy making basically yeah i mean and then they then there's even more time spent on him because they're talking about can you believe he said this and he did this and he did this oh because God. it's that ridiculous I mean, I almost feel bad because I'm like, I can't help but laugh at him because it's like yes. so pathetic. And but like, that's how that's I, what I, he I, likes too. No, they don't like that. Here's the thing. I tell my patients, you will know when you are healing, when you are able not, not laugh, but like minimize what they went through because it's traumatic. But when you are able to look at a narcissist and say, like laugh and be like, Oh my God, you're so pathetic. That's all you got. Like when yeah. their behavior, their behaviors and their actions are now so objective that you look at it and exactly like you said, you like laugh at it almost. <laughs> laugh. Yeah. And like Raquel's a whole different story, yeah. but maybe yeah, we yeah, can yeah, talk yeah. about that after yeah. part three. Yeah. I want to real quick mention, you know, you, it's, it looks like you have some amazing workbooks that you just came out with. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah. So I have two workbooks are part of a series. One is find your calm. One is find good habits. They're both very kind of mindfulness based strategies, very tangible, like kind of just grounding exercises you can do, um, right in the book. It's, they're both workbooks. You can find them on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, um, and on my website, drjamiezuckerman.com. Um, and yeah, those are the books. Is make mistakes a like slogan that you have going oh, right now. Yes. Make mistakes. So I'm very big on not trying to not think about something bad, not feel something like you have to sit with it. You have to feel it. You have yeah. to let it pass. Um, and perfectionism plays into that. And people are so focused on not making mistakes that they're not present. Instead, yeah. just let yourself make the damn mistake Instead yes. of all your energy and effort going into trying not to, which is going to yes. end up giving you a product that's not good anyway, you will yes. succeed so much better in life in general, have a more fulfilled life if you just yes. make the mistakes. So yes, make the mistakes are on a love sweatshirt. It. They actually came out so good. I love them. They're um, You can buy them on my website uh, or on Instagram, Dr. Z Psychologist. Thank you so much for joining me today and answering my questions about Tom Sandoval and narcissism. Sure. It's great having you. Anytime. This was great.